the MI Golf Podcast with Paul Kelly and Morris J. It certainly is. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening to the NI Golf Podcast episode 41. People are complaining that we didn't do our usual intro last time. You see, you shocked them with that old golf plays nonsense. I know, I, I thought we were going to use that as our new theme tune, and then when I played it a few times, I thought, you know what, and watched the video, that more especially. It was just too much. <laughs> it was just too crazy. What were they thinking of? <laughs> On the programme this evening. We'll be chatting to Lurgan Golf Club-based professional Zoe Allen, who was recently named a top 50 US kids coach. In the world. In the world is right. Uh, we'll have all the latest pro and amateur news. And we'll be hearing about the Euro Pro Tour, which is returning to Ireland this year at Tulforest Hotel and Golf Resort in County Wicklow. And Paul has some exclusive breaking news about the Open at Royal Port Rush. It's big news. You won't have heard this anywhere else, and it's on the programme very shortly. The NI Golf Podcast, sponsored by Andrew Morris Golf. Have your swing analysed on Trackman for a custom club fitting by our leading team of professionals. So the pro news, it's been uh, just a couple of weeks since we did our last podcast and uh, in that time the uh, Phoenix Open has been on, the waste management, the Everybody gets wasted. Everyone gets wasted at the management. Uh, the AT&T has been on as well. That Phoenix thing, I mean that's... Isn't uh, mental? Uh, it's 200 it's odd thousand on one day alone. 216,818 to most, be precise. Most of them smashed out of their head by about uh, 3 o'clock. 216,818 and of that number, 18 were one. Watching the golf. <laughs> <laughs> that was the eighteen. It's some setup. It's 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 uh, it's not a golf event, really. It's a it's a it's a frat party. That's it's exactly a spring it break. Yeah. It is a mass piss up. Yeah. Yeah. There can't be that many people in America who like golf. <laughs> not, not no. <laughs> Certainly not in Phoenix. You know what I mean? Um, Seven hundred and nineteen thousand over the event. <sighs> 216,800 odd on the Saturday and it dropped to 64,000 on the Sunday so they don't go for a golf. It dropped to 64,000 64, on the Sunday. From 216,000. <coughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. They don't go for the golf. And who is the most famous person in golf from the Phoenix Open? Most famous person? Uh, Do you want me to give you a clue? Go for it. Do you want me to play you a clip? Go for it. Okay. Do I regret it? No. Would I do it again? No. As long as a few people got a kick out of it, I mean, if you make people laugh, if you make them smile. I definitely feel bad for my mom. Sorry, mom. And I know that sounds really cliche, but um, I do want to apologize to my mom. She, she did not enjoy that very much, especially knowing that I was in jail. Especially going to jail. Would that be the poor demented sod who had a few too many beverages and decided he'd do a bit of streaking? That's him. His name is Adam Stalmack. What a poor, poor He, he spent five days in prison. <laughs> <laughs> and he blamed the alcohol, as you as Surprisingly you enough. And he just said to his mate, he yeah. says, We've never seen a streaker. I wonder would anybody do it? And then, actually, we should do it. Okay. And off he went. Oh <coughs> while his mate stood back and went, all you, right, you, you go. You, you charge on yeah. there, Adam, you wingnut. So, <laughs> he was, so he was the streaker. Is that the... Was there... Is there it's been a long time since there was a streaker. There was one at Chase Tiger, I think, at an event one day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't say anything. Be careful now. But yes, definitely there was one Chase Tiger in an event. I think it might have been an open championship day. Was it? I think so. I could be wrong here. I could be slur. Male or female? Definitely a female. Definitely oh, female. Oh. So yes, I think there has been the odd one, but <coughs> certainly he was totally out of this tree. And it, it basically encapsulated everything that the Phoenix yeah. Open is about. Yeah. <laughs> can you even remember who won the event? Can I remember? Yeah. Because um, I can't. Mm, uh, was it your man, Ches Reevey? Was he, was no, he got beaten in the playoff, didn't he? Oh, he got beaten in the playoff. Oh, that's bad, isn't it? It's only, yeah. it was only like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that no, but that the point of the matter is that shows you what the waste <laughs> management's about. You spend more time talking about what's going on around it than the event itself. Now, the players all say once a year, and that's all that can stick. And you can imagine why, because I think it got a bit rough and rowdy on three times. Ah, but it's only on the sixteenth and seventeenth. No, I think it can get rowdy around some of the other really? greens. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought the rest of the course looked pretty empty. As yeah. in that, that was the eighteen people who were watching the golf. <laughs> On the other holes. Well, you could tell is you know what to say about thing when there's big, big crowds and somebody talks, they can't hear it. But if you've only a few people, inebriated people, on the side of a green talking loud, you're making obscenities, uh-huh. you'll definitely hear them. Yeah, well, yeah. it is basically an excuse for Yeah. You know. And you know what? <clears throat> Do you see if even 1% of that audience who attended 
yeah. take up golf as a result. It's not a bad That's thing. That's 7,000 people <laughs> taking up golf just because yeah. they went there. Give so, it a go. So you never know. All right, moving on to the AT&T yeah. then. We have, some, we have some music for the AT&T. That's Harry Potter. <laughs> the wizard, Potter. That's what, that's what they're calling him now. He's been spending too much time working away. Yeah. He's called the wizard now. Something called Ted Potter Ted Jr. Ted Potter Jr. The wizard. Yeah. Wow. For Plato. Where'd he come from? He just hung in and hung in and hung in. He hung in and hung in for 24 missed cuts in a row. And then wins. There was a stage in his career where he went through 24. Not, no, not recently. Yeah. But he had 24 missed cuts in a row. I didn't know that. 246th in the world rankings get into the AT&T. Yeah. Boom. Gets a place in the Masters. Journeyman, you see, that's what golf can throw up. So he's the, he's the boy, week. and it's not like he was under any pressure from Dustin Johnson, <laughs> year the previous winner, yeah, from Jason, Jason Day, Day, yeah, former number one. Who else was chasing? Mickelson was chasing yeah, him, yeah. So just a few good players, just like a few good players, and he just kept on grinding, which shows you what a stupid, ridiculous, nonsense game this is that we play. at that level, at that level, worse at every level, <laughs> at every level, it is just so. When it's your week, it's your week. <coughs> Isn't it? Yeah. It's just so up and down. Yeah. It's so up and down. So well done to uh, Ted Potter, the wizard. Okay, we can do with it, Harry Potter. Thank now. you. Thank you, Harry. Off you go. Um, so yeah, so uh, so also at the AT&T, of course, the, uh, the Irish contingent didn't do very well. No, no. Not very well It, it was all. a bad week for the boys. Uh, only Shane made the cut. Yep. Um, <coughs> G-Mac missed another cut. He has had a rough old time with his argument. G-Mac... Um, G Max can be is going through a wee spell. Is that? Yeah, he has. He has. As far as I can remember, he hasn't made a cut this season yet on the PGA or indeed with the Dubai. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he's missed all the cuts so far. And like he won an Open Championship at Pebble Beach. Yep, this we knows the course. He um, he hasn't had too many under seventy rounds either. He's had two rounds sub seventy this time, and he's had an eighty. Oh. He had an 80 on day two of AT&T. So not good, not good. <coughs> so he's not gone through it. But then, you know, it, it, obviously the conditions might have been a bit tricky on some of the days. It was a bit windy at times. It was a wee bit, but it was still dry. There was a bit of run on the ground. It, you know, thought it might have suited him a bit, actually. What did, what did Shane finish on? I'm just going to look it up. Shane on had a very bad final round. He had a, this, well, yeah, he 75 or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I'm just going to look it up on our website. Oh, very good. Because we have, we're trying our best. To keep people informed, <coughs> we're trying our best to keep people informed of all the uh, all the Irish pro touring yeah. players. And if they go on to the nigolfpodcast.com website, that's the one. Hopefully, well, we can't guarantee it'll be up to date all the time, but it should be close. Uh, so Shane had a final round seventy five. Yeah, he finished five under, right. tied for forty third. Yeah, when he was he was doing so well in the open two rounds as well. But at least he could walk away with his head held high. Whereas the other boys, Porig, Dunners as well, Graham. They all missed out. Yeah. And and one Mr. Roy McElroy. Let's hear what he had to say after his third round and that. Don't mention it. To be here at Pebble uh, with this weather and to enjoy not just the last three days. We got here on Sunday night. Um, he actually abandoned me on Monday to go play Cypress Point, which is understandable. But uh, we had a great day at Pebble on Tuesday. We went and played Monterey on Wednesday. And then the last three days have been awesome. I uh, wish I could have played a little bit better for him and wish we would have both been uh, around to, to play tomorrow. But... Um, it was a really cool few days and um, you know, even though the golf didn't quite go where we wanted it to, we still had a great time. So talk about those three days of your golf. You're going to play the next two weeks. What do you take from the experience you had here, how you played and build on those going into those two important weeks? Yeah, for sure. Um, I hit the ball well. I hit the ball well at Spyglass and I scored well. Um, I missed two greens yesterday, I only missed one fairway and I shot three over, so that wasn't too good on the greens. And then today I, I hit some good shots, I mean you followed us for most of the back nine, I hit some really good shots and um, yeah, I just need a few putts to fall and I think sometimes with these polo greens, if you start to get a little bit tentative with them, it, it just gets away from you. So I let the greens yesterday get into my head a little bit and then um, it was hard to get out of that mindset. So uh, a little bit of work over the next few days and get myself ready for Riviera. So that's Roars. Just see. There was something missing in that interview. Which? He didn't mention. He didn't, but I <clears throat> wonder did I cut him off too early? No. Did I cut him off in his no, prime? I don't know if he mentioned it. Well, he said he had <coughs> issues on the green. Yes. I think it was, it was the poor grass and, you yeah. know, and it, he, he said he had a few problems on day two yeah. and the greens kind of got into his head. That's right. And he didn't really go away. Well, he had what was effectively a four putt. 
<clears throat> at one stage, he put it. Actually, it was a five putt. It was he a put five it, putt. He put it was off the green, wasn't it? Was no, it was a five, five putt. putt. It was. It was. Yes, it was a five putt. He was on the he green. Thirty-eight putts in that day. He drove the green. Oh God. And then he had a big, massive raker, which wasn't bad. It yeah. went about, yeah. what, eight feet past, yeah. maybe? And then that's and when then, the wheels come off. Uh, yep. And you kind of have to wonder, you know, what? What's, what's going on? I mean, It's not the first time he's done that. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think he's had a four-putt before. Five. Uh, yeah, I know, but a four, at least that, you know what I mean? A four-putt. <laughs> um, and he's got a new putter in the bag for this week. Saw that, yeah. yeah. So, that. listen, I hope he doesn't start this again. I don't think so. I really don't. I, don't. I I think that was just a bit of you know just losing the head a wee bit. Yeah, you know yeah. I think that's basically the score there. So. Well, I, re- I really hope that he has a good week this week now that Janice is open. So uh, looking forward to what should be a good entertaining week with the Tiger back in tow this week. Yes, again the mass hysteria that is Tiger, <laughs> and they're also playing. <laughs> I think it's Tiger, Justin Thomas, and Rory McIlroy. Yep. And um, Tiger's been talking about uh, playing with those two guys. Here yesterday, and uh, we're kind of watching some of the stuff. And uh, he asked me, you know, when did I play in this tournament as an amateur? I said, yeah, I was 16. Uh, 1992. He says, that was a year before I was born. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but that really put things in perspective really fast to me. Uh, Rory, I played with Rory, at, I think, uh, on Thanksgiving with his father, uh, the medalist. He's off to a great start this year. I mean, he played really well in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Uh, Justin's already won this year and won in Korea, or sorry, this season, uh, when he won in Korea. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun. I think that we're, we're, we're all three of us are excited about playing with, with one another in this event. And uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge of not only competing against those guys, but competing against uh, the rest of the guys in the field. Puts it into perspective, doesn't it? How old he is, how long he's been around. <laughs> how long he's been around, yeah. Yeah. So he played that event when he was 16. That's that was right. his first start in the PGA Tour as an amateur uh-huh. <coughs> at, in, at Riviera. And, Unbelievable. And he, was, he got a flight with Justin Thomas. and <laughs> His first time playing was a year before he was born. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's, I, liked, I like the Riviera. It's a nice golf course, so hopefully it sets up well for, for Roy this week and he puts his bad bit of form behind him. I'd say so. Um, I think also <coughs> that... Um, Porig and Shane and Graham are both in action. All three of them are in action this week again. So fingers crossed also for Graham and the two boys to start showing. Yeah, a bit it's of a form. it's a good field. There's uh, 22 of the top 30 players in the world playing. Uh-huh. Um, Tiger's never done that well there, even though he loves it. He says. even though he loves it. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's runner up a couple of times, but he's yeah. never he's never nailed it. Well, so. I don't know. Based on his last performance, you couldn't put money on him when at this time. But he is Tiger Woods, so you never know. You never know. Um, just another um, other pro news. I just noticed yeah. today. Actually, I didn't hear about this until today. Uh, Bill Haas has yeah. with, withdrawn from the. He was the, in a car crash. He was in a car crash. It was a fatal car crash. Yeah, the driver um, of his Ferrari died. Yeah. Um, so, so Bill Haas has withdrawn from the tournament uh, after being involved in a car crash. He's very, very lucky. He is. He's been. Re- he was re- been released from hospital. He's going to head home. He's got some bruises and some swelling on his yeah. legs but he's, he's it's he's expected to make a full recovery was there any word of whether that guy driving the car was a mate of his like because you know what was what sort of relationship was it it was it's a family who's hosting him oh, it's, right, it okay. said it was, it was yeah. the family that was hosting him oh, that's, um, that's terrible yeah it's really bad and uh, and, and he was 71 the driver oh um, so yeah, so uh, obviously it's, that's uh, going to be a sh- that's going to take some time to go over. Yeah, tea times for <coughs> Thursday. Uh, let's see, G Max out at uh, six eleven p.m. our time on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Rory's out at six twenty-two. Uh, Shane's out at six thirty-two, and Podrick's out at six fifty-three. So they're carry all. Yeah, I-, I would say that the chances are you may get some Rory coverage. Well, because only solely because he's he playing with Tiger Woods. And because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the coverage of the at, at Pebble Beach was crap. <laughs> well, remember this, this, they on were the first tr- on the first day. They were, tr- they were across three t- three different courses. I remember? know, but if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. There are a couple of GoPros stick them on the on the flag. That'll do. Get a bit of coverage. Get a second. We could do better with ours. The cameras that we've got. It was but awful. I'll t- we'll take I, think that I think you saw two shots from Rory on the Thursday. Yeah, take that back to the the production team over in America. Yeah, man. and did you hear the quality of of Tiger's yeah. clip? Didn't say PGA sort of out. Stick a microphone on there. Stick a microphone instead of getting all these photographers. <laughs> anyway, teach them nothing. Over on the European tour this week, they're <coughs> back in the Middle East for the NBO Oman Open. Darren Clark's in the field. 
Gavin Moynihan has made the trip from Australia where he failed to make the cut. Do you know what? It was a terrible weekend for the Irish last week. At the ASPS Honda World Super 6 event in Perth. And Kerry Deck, Abby Barnrat, yes, well done. it. Well done. Won the Super 6 event to move back into the world's top 50. I love watching him. He plays the game the right way. Just turn and hit the crap out. <laughs> Uh, staying with um, <coughs> news about Rory yeah. kind of with the Irish Open and stuff obviously there was, a, there was an announcement uh, last week was, just yeah. about uh, the Irish Open and how it's going to be hosted by our various top players uh-huh. well it looks now that um, Paul McGinley is going to take on the hosting role from 2019 for a year so he's going to do it one year and then there's going to be a pool Ireland's four major champions are all going to do uh, a spell of hosting so Darren Clark Parry Carrington Graham McDowell and then back to Roy so they'll all do a hosting session I think it's a great idea they're basing it on the British Masters yeah so are they sticking to the links policy well that is up for debate now the feeling would be that this time next year it'll definitely have to be a links because where the Open's going to be in Uh Rapid Rush and there's some discussion there that County Sligo could be the could be the venue which would be brilliant for them you know it'd be great to see it go that far west Stunning golf course and has done and they've uh, done a lot of redesign work on over the last three or four years always hosts the West of Ireland Amateur Championship where it snows on them invariably at the start of the year but um, I think it's a great idea Although I would say against that, that, that probably means that Rory's going to roll back slightly. Rory's foundation. Oh, he's done it, you know. He's the fair play to me. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he, he's brought he's brought the tournament back. He is yeah. the, the effort and the the profile that yeah. he's now given that event, the Rolex edition. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you can't underestimate no. what Rory's done for the Irish Open. Yeah, and it was interesting that Paul McGinley, when he was speaking, uh, interviewed a few times after this after this announcement. Paul was saying that you know really this is going to give Rory a chance really to concentrate next year uh-huh. because that's going to be a very important spell of golf like the Irish Open mm-hmm. maybe the Scottish and then, and then the, the Open, Open and yeah, yeah. so he, it, it's going to give him he'll be able to have a wee breather and just play golf and not have to worry about all the hosting duties well I think we've teased enough about the Open you have been doing some uh, your your bloodhound impression <laughs> my journalism S- you're, you're sniffing out the stories a story that uh, that nobody else has picked up on other than Mr Paul Kelly thank you very much short of the green himself <laughs> uh, so so what have you discovered about the what Open what we have point? discovered right um, there was a press conference held on Monday held with uh, the RNA's CEO Chief Executive Martin Slumbers Yes, and it was held by a number of journalists from across the UK and Scotland anyway it was a rather wide ranging discussion about all things where was this in St Andrews a wide ranging discussion amongst other things was talk about uh, how far golf balls are going pace of play all that sort of stuff how do you know were you there Uh, no because they published a transcript and if people had read the transcript which only nerds like me do about three quarters of the way down, there was a reference to Radport Rush. Three quarters of the way down being about 250 pages. <laughs> <laughs> Only a brief reference, but an interesting reference for people here. And actually, for people who are interested in the event itself. Because what became apparent was that they're going to consider capping the numbers of spectators that will be able to attend at Radport Rush next in 2019. Presumably, every course would have. It's cap. No, there no? are some. There are, there are some, some courses we can. Well, like the Phoenix are, Open. <laughs> yeah, well, there are some venues. Some of the open venues are that big and that wide that there's no cap. They just right, let people okay. come. Okay, and but they never had to worry about it. The difference is they're having to think numbers this time because we're going to be such heavy supporters of the yes. open when it comes here because yes. people are going to be going buck man for yes. it. Because right, okay. of the historic nature of it, the first time outside of Scotland and England in seventy odd years, mm. back at Royal Portrush. Rory hopefully playing well. Yep. Um, they looked at look back at the Irish Open. Remember the Irish Open? Yeah, yeah. One hundred and thirty odd yeah, thousand yeah. people there. Sell out, yeah. Sold out. First time ever in European tour history. They couldn't put anybody else in, and they're looking at basically spectator enjoyment. So yep. they're looking at a set number each day, probably that they will try and keep it below, which is somewhere I would guess somewhere above forty five thousand. Maybe between 45, 50-ish. Okay. okay. That's that's from your edumacated guess. Edumacated guess, based solely on the fact that when Rory won the Open Championship in Hoylake in 2014, 42,000 people were there on a Sunday. So extrapolate what would happen if Rory was to be leading the Open Championship on a Sunday. Times 10. <laughs> yeah, they would have to cap it so they'd just so be having safety what was the did they have a capacity for the Irish Open or what was the what were the numbers I think the capacity for the Irish Open was not 35 I was thinking 30 something it was yeah. about 30 something and they had they had to stop selling tickets 
at one stage because that many people were looking to go. So this is it, a similar idea. Okay, but could it be as low as thirty-five thousand tickets a day? I don't know. They'll have to make a decision, Morris. And that that'll they're actually working on it now. They weren't. Martin Slumber said that it was an issue that they were given serious consideration to, and they were currently working on it. Now, obviously, you're working to see how you can get people around safely. Yeah. You're working to make sure that spectators that do go have a good experience and aren't walking over top of each other. You're working to make sure that if something happens, you can get people in and out of the uh-huh. course yeah. properly. So they have to have all that in mind. And so also the problem is, more that they're building the infrastructure as they're going along. Whereas a lot of these traditional courses, the infrastructure is already there. <laughs> so, like, they could say 35,000, then when they've actually built it, or they could say 65,000, uh-huh. then when they build the grandstands. Oh, well, we can't, you know, uh-huh. we're going to have to roll that back. So where, do, you have, have you've spoken to Royal Portrush? I've been in contact with both Royal Portrush and the RNA, and it, it's no secret. They're not hiding this. Yeah, yeah. But it's just sort of confirmation that this is how big this is, could be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're thinking in the back of your head, Irish Open, yeah. don't. Think, think Phoenix. <laughs> you know, this is how big an event this could be. Yeah. It should be. That drunk? <laughs> Irish people there? Surely not. <clears throat> well, where, hang on, where did, where did the 35,000 figure come from for the Irish Open? Well, that was just based on by the European tours, health and safety people as well and stuff like that. There. No, and by the way, I could be wrong because, do you remember they definitely had to cap it for Royal County Down? Yeah, so it may so be maybe it mixed up. Well, oh, maybe right. mixed up there, but it was a sellout at, at. So they only had a finite amount of tickets, and they sold them out. Yeah, yeah. for for twenty twelve, at Royal County Down, they had to make a cap it, and might have been thirty thousand or more. Yeah, because that was a health and safety issue. Okay, and at, they're currently underway putting the infrastructure in for Royal Port Rush, and over the next while, they'll have to make a, a determination on. The numbers that they think they can get around the place. And, by the way, once they know, they'll have to announce it. Because yeah. the word is that there's already quite a lot of interest in next year's event. You can't buy tickets yet. Yeah. Tickets will go on sale probably <coughs> as soon as Carnoustie's finished this year. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, they'll be able to have a look at it again. So I would suggest if you are interested in tickets to the <laughs> Open may, Championship, you may be start, go, yeah. on to the Europe, go on to the, the Open Championship, the RNA's website, and you can re- pre-register interest. Because, you know, if they're looking at it and starting to think we might need to count numbers because things could get out of hand, yep. spectators wise. Yeah. Imagine, you know, because we're traditionally very bad in this part of the world for planning ahead. Yeah. There's a certain amount of, we'll wait for it, see what the weather's going to happen and then we'll take it from there. Mm. So it's, it's great news. Did, 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 did the people at the RNA or indeed uh, Royal Port Rush give you any indication of the number at all? No, they weren't prepared to because no. they're so f- they're, they're considering they're it. They're still actually working it out. They're still actually working it out. But yeah. as I said, just just look at what happened with Rory at yeah. Hoylake and then try and, you know, gauge it yourself, you know. Put it this way. Last year was a record figure that attended a birthday. Do you remember when Jordan Spieth was sitting all over uh-huh. the place? Yeah. I won that. 235,000 people attended right so the expectation is just based on that mm-hmm. it's going to be above it over the course of seven days mm-hmm. you can you can sort of just average it out you know and you can read more on Mr Kelly's story in uh, the Belfast Telegraph on Friday Friday okay. at clubstohire.com you can take all the hassle out of your golf travel and rent your clubs before you fly Clubs to Hire offer the very latest sets from just £32 per week, including the brand new M4 clubs from TaylorMade. And Clubs to Hire have just opened three new locations in Australia. That's 26 locations worldwide. So wherever you're travelling to play golf, choose the easy option and hire your clubs at clubstohire.com. And stand with the Open, the RNA revealed on Monday that the 150th Championship will be staged at St Andrews, of course, in 2021. Uh, so that means, in order, Carnoustie this year, Royal Port Rush, Royal St George's in 2020, and the Owl Course in 2021. And the good news is that they have opened the qualifying for the Open, so we may well get our applications in. You can get them in any time, yeah. Uh, online entries for regional and final qualifying events ahead of the 147th Open are now available. Sign up online at theopen.com let me get my mouse and do it right now yeah as soon as that came out you did tweet that you were going to go ahead with. <laughs> on the let j.i shin won the canberra classic earning the grand total of have a guess what did this woman who's an, a, a multiple winner yep on professional golf what is, did she is win? this the ladies european tour yeah. what she win on the ladies european tour yeah. prize money yeah top prize top prize 50 grand 14 there you go. 
you remember when bit we were talking? Do you remember we were talking to Maureen Medell? Yeah, bit of a difference. And she was so so concerned for the future. There you go. Isn't that shocking? Anyway, on the LPGA, the ASPS Honda Women's Australia Open is on this week. They'll not be playing for 14 grand. And another ladies golf news, Stephanie Meadow from Jordanstown. Great to see Stephanie back playing fit and well. She fared rounds of 71, 71 and 66 to win on the Cactus Tour. And Stephanie's going to be playing on the Symmetra Tour mostly this season. She is indeed. Karen, moving on. Yep. All the amateur news, Marcia. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, yes. <coughs> Peter O'Keefe, Colm Campbell, Gareth Majimsey and Adrian Morrow have been named in the GBNI team to face the USA in the Concession Cup next month. The tournament will be hosted at the Concession Club in Florida from the 16th to the 21st. Players will compete over three days of match play formats in foursomes, four ball and singles. Each team will be comprised of 14 players separated into three categories. Six mid-arm members aged 25 to 54. Six that se- range now, by the way. Sorry? We fit into that range Sadly, now. Sadly, yes. Six senior members aged 55 and older and two senior members aged 65 and older again. Very good, yep. So, talk now for about the Irish Provincial Championships. If you want to check out and start entering those, you can. It's on golfnet.com. Ie, I'm talking about entries into events. The Faldo series is back to lock earn this year with a new date and world ranking points on offer. The Faldo series Northern Ireland Championship is on from July the 18th to the 20th. And for full entry and for all the details, log on to the Faldo series website. See, just when you're talking about the lady uh, ladies' tour and how much yeah. prize money there is, yeah. <coughs> I noticed the event. Which was uh, a mixed event. Yes. Have you heard? You, this is that the was that was before. That was the previous event. That was the previous when we, event. When we were off. Yes, we were off. The Oats Vic Open. Yes. In Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. They have the, the same amount of money. Same amount of money. There's a men's tournament. Yeah. There's a ladies' tournament. They run at the same time. It's the same amount of money. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods was second at one stage. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, I missed out a word. Tiger Woods' niece Cheyenne. was second of one stage. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Minji Lee came first. She won yeah. 70 grand. Yes. Uh, Simon Hawks won, he won 70 grand. Yeah. But what a good idea. Yes, that, that is the future. But it, but it is. It's what a good idea, yeah. right? Because they're all playing the same course. Yeah. You should actually do it like whole about our, our four ball about. Oh, that's, that's getting really... <coughs> Absolutely. Sticky. Totally mix it up. I yeah. think that would be a great format. Well, I think, particularly, look at it like <coughs> this. For the ladies' tour, it's important. It's almost vital. Because that gives them the, the sponsorship and the access to the coverage. For the men's tours, now that, that was mostly like a, the PGA of Australia event. Um, so you didn't have a lot of the top world stars there. Yeah. But, you know... It's it's look at look at the amount of money that lady won. Yes, but imagine having the top players playing oh, a tournament yeah. like this, yeah. where the, the four ball comes through and it's Tiger, Justin, and Rory, yeah, and behind it, and behind it, is, Lexi, yeah, absolutely, yeah, you know, yeah. but just be amazing. Yeah, I think, and, and they're playing the same course, the same time. Yeah, obviously the tees are different, yeah. but when you're coming down to the the greens. It's exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. And what would that not make a great TV show? I can, I'm surprised that a sponsor, Morris, or a big producer hasn't put something together and tried that. I wouldn't. We wouldn't have the dough in the NI Golf no. podcast just yet. That would be major dough. <clears throat> anyway, um, the opening event of the Ulster Branch Winter Series is on at Port Stewart Golf Club this Friday, the 16th of February. The Winter Series is open to under-18s and a field of 70 is scheduled to take part. Two more rounds have been set for foil golf uh, on the 26th of March and Galgorm Castle on the 29th of April. Yeah, and Sport Ireland recently revealed a funding package for golf amounting to €758,000. The breakdown for golf is the Confederation Golf in Ireland. They'll receive 233,000. Women in the sport, they'll receive 15,000. The high performance, so that's all your top elite amateurs at both the women's and the men's, the GY and the ILG, 410,000. And then the World Amateur Teen Championships, and we'll talk about this later in the year, it's going to Carton House this year. It's going to be a huge amateur event. There's uh, 100,000 been set aside for the staging of it. This is almost as if we produce this program together and actually have, you know, like meeting, regular meeting, conversations. Conversations with me, because this is a spooky coincidence. But something popped up the other day, and I thought, I must ask a boy who's on these committee kind of things and is basically a nerd. That would be you, <laughs> Mr. Kelly. <laughs> By your own admission earlier, it's yes, you. Yes. Scottish Golf National Affiliation Fee. Yes. Right? Yes. I had never heard of the Scottish Golf National Affiliation Fee. Yes, okay. But. I presume it does exactly the same as what you've just read out for the um, Sport Ireland. No. 
No. Right. Okay. Whenever you pay your club membership fee at Hollywood Golf Club, yes. you pay a GUA affiliation fee. Yes. That's the same. That's what I said. No, 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 no. Sport Ireland is a grant from a governing body. It's not from the GUA. The GUA fees are on top of that. That's what I meant. Okay, no, right, that's different. I meant the money goes to the, like the money goes to the GUA, yes. and they do the similar kind of thing. Yes, that's yes, the, yes. The, the well, well, the same thing. The, the Scottish Golf would also use yes. their subs for a certain amount of things, and then it applied to the Scottish government for grant funding to do other things as well. Okay, because there's a big row about how much is being put up. Scottish Golf was was really in trouble. You know, if yeah. you think things are bad here in terms of numbers dropping away it's the administration side it's a problem in Scottish golf at the minute and uh, there was a plan to race it to 24 and that caused all sorts of rows yes it's currently at um, 11 pounds something yeah. Okay. And they were going to put it up to 24 because yeah. they wanted to raise like 4 million or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, there's been some kind of halfway compromise now. It's going to be 15. And I think we pay here, I think it's 19 pounds. Right. 19.50 because what it has is there's a GUA levy yeah. for the main body yeah. and then there's an Ulster branch levy on top of that as well to fund and all those all that money goes towards funding events funding competitions daily players uh, yaddy, yaddy, all that like sort of stuff so yeah. so um which i don't think too many golfers would have an issue with no uh, i've been to many of the adm's annual delegates meeting and it is discussed regularly and um you know they have held during the recession they held it back uh held it at a certain level and have gradually increased it again uh-huh. because just like everything else everything goes up in price there would be some debate, I suppose, if you're getting into the real nerdy Nitty discussions, gritty. okay, about, you know, should a governing body be spending, f- you know, X amount of money on elite amateurs instead of spending much more on developing on the grassroots, grassroots yeah. golf? Yeah, yeah. You could talk about that till you're blue in the face, but at current, the current thinking is you saw the breakdown of the grant money, and it's similar in, in terms of how they spend their own funding okay. as well. And And golf club members pay this? All golf, all golf club affiliated members played. You, you could join Hollywood and not pay your GUI fee. That you wouldn't have an official GUI handicap. Okay. Most golf clubs tied all in in one package, but there are some clubs, proprietary owned clubs, where people can play and not ever have a handicap. And society players who rock up and don't pay need, green fees, they don't have don't to pay. Need, don't need to have a handicap. Don't you? Can that's what societies are all about. You had set your own society handicaps, as we both know. Hmm. I'm just wondering how we can get a few more bob for no <laughs> for, for golf gra- for grassroots golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so you know, could you hit the society golfers for an extra quid every time they play? Well, you could. Yes, I suppose every every club, if they wanted to, could do that. But remember, clubs want business, so it's all about getting as many societies in as possible, and they're competitive. Could the GUI not say there is now a one pound levy on every green? GUA, GUA have no. Uh, they have no uh, jurisdiction over what a club decides to spend and what a club decides to price its own rates at. But could there not be like a, a, is there there an affiliation of of North and South Golf Clubs? The the GUA is all Ireland body. So could that not be a a motion at the next AGM? No, because... Or all the golf clubs agree, yes, we think this is a good idea and... But but society golfers would not, you know, you've got to remember... But they've no choice. If they want to play golf, (laughs) every golf club signs up to it. They all get hit with a pound. (laughs) But... And it's going to grassroots golf. What's the issue? Well, yes, you could do Look that. at it like a charitable donation to further the game that you love so much. That sounds like a very altruistic approach to things. Hey, you and never expected it from me, did you? And as we know, it's a business just like anything else. The African Amateur Championship, Alex Gleeson on four under and Keelan Rafferty on three under lead the Irish Challenge after two rounds. The leaders are on six under par as we speak. Right now, and finally, we're finishing the Amateur News on a high. Our VP of Programming, Olivia Mahaffey, she's earned her first individual win dun, dun, in college dun, golf. Dun, dun, dun. Brilliant news for Olivia. Fair play to Olivia. Part of uh, honorary VP, even though she's never actually accepted the role. She was given the role. She was given the role. Yeah, she was given the role. And Whether she, she wanted it or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so she was playing for Arizona State. They played on Monday and Tuesday, and she finished joint winner with Caitlin Pop and Lilia View in the Northrop Gunham Regular Tory tournament I think and she finished on one under par and that's her first individual success so well done Olive congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> all the hard work over the winter has done all the par good yes indeed and um, just uh, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago we mentioned that the um, the modest golfer taking on Galgorn again they're going yep. to be doing the challenge tour event up at Galgorn and tickets are now registrable very good and here's a wee ad to tell you 
one of the premier Challenge Tour events of the year. The NI Open, hosted by Modest Golf, returns to Galgon Castle from the 16th to the 19th of August. Register now for your free tickets at niopen.golf. Now, when MJ and I were growing up, which is a, a very, very long time ago, it wasn't a done thing for young children to be running around golf courses. But thankfully, attitudes are changing. And one of those driving changes, Lurgan's Zoe Allen. Zoe was recently named as one of the US Kids Golf Top 50 Teachers in, in the, the world. world. And she joins us now on the line. Hi, Zoe. Hello there. Well, congratulations on the big award. It's always nice to be recognised. What yes, was it? Thank you very much. What was it? I think you had a big gala dinner over at the PGA show. Yeah, well, it wasn't quite a, a gala dinner, but um, US Kids did put on a fantastic um, award ceremony. Um, so it's an award that, as a US Kids coach, you know, any coach can put in for it. Um, it's one of those things that you don't really think, you know, you're 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 going to get um, quite so soon. So it was a, a big surprise, but delighted to find out that I was awarded one of the top 50 coaches. Wow. And how, how do you go about getting that kind of award? Did you have to do tests or, or what way did it work? So in terms of the U.S. Kids um, coaching program, I became a U.S. Kids certified coach actually a year ago at the PGA show. Um, so basically they have a, a specialized sort of system for ways to teach kids through sort of games-based learning. And they have a fantastic um, learning program, which consists of booklets and um, different levels. And as the kids pass levels through the booklets, they're awarded badges and pins. So basically, I introduced the learning program, um, you know, last year at Learning Golf Club, awarding kids with the pins, and they're, you know, slowly but surely progressing through the levels. Um, So it's a matter of trying to implement their teaching um, way at your facility, but also trying to sort of be active on social media, um, obviously, you know, promote the the golf clubs that they have in terms of being sort of the right weight for kids and juniors. So it's really trying to sort of um, develop U.S. kids, if you like, as a golf coach, but making your golf coaching better for the juniors at your facility. Um, so it, it was basically an application that you fill out and, you know, do you have short courses for kids? Do you have shortened tees for kids? Things that you're doing to try and make it um, junior friendly. And how many juniors have you got down at Lurgan and are they, are they all enjoying this slightly yes, different, yes. different way of coaching? Yes, they are. So we actually, last year, I don't think that happens today, we had, I think, 113 juniors that played. Wow. Um, so, yeah, now that's from the youngest we have are four years old and that's obviously right up to 18. Um, so, yeah, definitely it is it is helping at Lurgan. Um, and a few of the kids as well that would do some of the programs aren't necessarily just from Lurgan, so it's quite nice that we're sort of bringing in kids from slightly further afield as well, um, you know, whether it be for the programme or whether they're, they haven't quite joined just yet, they're trying to kind of get a feel for it first. Um, so it's quite nice you've sort of got a broad spectrum of kids coming from, from all over. Now, I did say in the intro that, you know, when, when certainly when we were growing up, me and Morris, back in the days mm-hmm. of black and dark white, ages. dark and dark ages, <laughs> children, you know, children weren't really that accepted and welcomed at golf course, strictly if you were very young. Or called Rory. If you're called Rory, you're all right. Yeah, but that was a special yeah. exemption. Special oh, exemption. Yeah, um, but, you know, how early, in your sort of estimate opinion, you know, yeah. how early, I see you've got kids at four years old, you don't yeah. think that's that's not too early as far as you're concerned? Well, definitely not. Definitely not. Ed. I actually have a, um, a group at the minute, I call them the Minions. Um, so they have yellow golf clubs that we use and they would be as young as three and four. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> now in terms of what we kind of cover, you know, you're not trying to sort of drill into them how to hold the club and yeah. how to swing. And it's really just an experience. They're coming along, you're showing them, um, but you're kind of letting them sort of explore and see if they can kind of work it out for themselves. Okay. Um, so those ones, you're not trying to, you know, take their hands off and place them back on. If they want to hold it, you know, upside down or hands back to front or you kind of let them do it if they can get the ball moving forward they're having a good time and um, so it's sort of an introduction if you like you, you know you're yeah. not trying to teach them the mechanics of the swing at that age but just a fun experience that they're going to you know want to come back yeah. and want to do a bit of exercise and, and stay active that's it and, and yeah how did you find yourself sort of moving in this area Zoe is that is that an area you always were interested in or did you just see a wee niche there for yourself yeah, no, I want to say, whenever I first um, started out coaching, you know, kind of at Lurgan, um, we have a driving range facility there, which is, you know, perfect for kind of, you know, the coaching setup. And I guess it was sort of the the first kind of groups I started t- 
taken were mostly junior coaching groups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back now to my first group, say, two, three years ago, it was very different to how it is now. So I guess you kind of evolve into, you know, into find better ways to coach, find better ways to sort of help kids without giving too much instruction and more sort of in the games, letting them explore and work things out themselves. So I guess... I don't know if I really saw myself here, but I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now, if you know what I mean. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's ever-changing. You're picking something up new every day and trying to kind of develop it, and, you know, trying always, yeah. always think of ways to improve. And do you think there'll be more U.S. kids golf coaches here in Northern Ireland? Are there more sort of pros picking it up? Yes, well, we actually had... Um, so I obviously did mine at the PGA show last year in Orlando, um, but US kids did come to Ireland in November time. So we ran a coaches seminar to so the two guys that would have taken myself, uh, John Godwin and John Bryan from US kids. They actually came to Carton House and we ran a seminar. So if I remember right, I think there were 15 pros. Now they were from the north and the south yep, good, that yeah. became US kids certified. So it, it's a start. Um, and the, the feedback was very, very positive. I think they couldn't believe that there was such a, like, a nice program for kids with, you know, showing you games, showing you ways to sort of use the booklets and reward the kids with their badges and sort of what it, what good it sort of would do for the youth, yeah. you know, the youth yeah. junior golf. Well, Zoe, listen, finally, um, I believe you have a bit of a, a, a competition or a, a few events running now in the spring. Give us a, a, wee, yes. a few details of that. Yeah. Sure. So basically, the U.S. kids coaching side is one side to it. They also obviously run tournaments. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware they have one of the biggest tournaments in the world, uh, the World Championships, which they hold every year at Pinehurst. And that is obviously, uh, you got to qualify to make it to Pinehurst, but it all starts off at a local level. Uh-huh. So U.S. kids have got me on board to run the very first local tour in all of Ireland and the U.K., so we are calling it the North of Ireland Local Tour. It is a spring local tour, and um, it consists of six events. Some of the courses on the on the um, agenda we've got Ardglass, Ballycastle, Allen Park, Shandon Park, Galgorm Castle, and the Tour Championship then will be held at Lurgan. So these are for kids aged from five right up to 14. And the good thing about these tournaments is U.S. kids always set the yardages sort of equivalent to a kid's age division. So girls and boys play from different tees. Boy seven will play different tees to a boy nine or ten. So it's quite nice that it's a sort of kid-friendly setup. Um, and so yes, yeah, so it's exciting. People can find out details where. Yeah, uh, details are on the US Kids Golf website and um, in the tournament section. Now we are we are classes international, so on the international section is local tours, but and it is called the North of Ireland local tour. And if anyone wants to get a hold of yourself, Zoe, it's just for the Lurgan Golf Club website, is it? Uh, yeah, or on my own website, uh, zoeallengolf.com. Fantastic. And you can check that out. Yeah. Well, a great a great accolade indeed. Top 50 golf uh, coaches in the world for the US Kids Golf. Uh, congratulations on that, and thanks for taking the time to chat to us this evening. No problem. Thanks very Cheers, much. Zoe. Thank you. Thanks, Zoe. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks for bye Get the best prices on every round of golf with Hot Deals Tea Times exclusively from Golf Now. Available at more than 1,600 golf clubs throughout the UK and Ireland. Hot deals save you up to 80% on thousands of tea times daily. Find the flame and save every time you play with hot deals only from Golf Now. The Euro Pro Tour is returning to Ireland in 2018 with an event at Tolfaris Hotel and Golf Resort in County Wicklow. It's happening in late August. Golf Business Development Manager at Tolfaris, Pat Barrett, joins us now to tell us a bit about the venue and the event. Hiya, Pat. How's things uh, very good, Paul. Thanks very much for having me on. No problem, Pat. Now, for people up in this part of the world, and certainly maybe wider across in Ireland, tell us a wee bit about Tullfaris and sort of yeah. a bit about the course and a bit about the challenge that sort of the players will face. Uh, no bother at all. Um, Tullfaris is a it's a hotel and golf resort, so it's um it's, it, it was in receivership up to 2016, and it was being run for the banks by a management company called the Prem Group, who manage various hotel properties around the, the UK and Ireland and indeed into, into Europe. They bought the property in 2016 and, and they have a significant investment plan for not only the course but the, the hotel and the resort itself. Uh, a three-year plan, uh, somewhere in the region of six and a half million, they're putting into mm-hmm. developing the golf course, the hotel, uh, building a spa and, and stuff like that. 
um, not only infrastructure, but then they've, they're investing in people. Um, like they've, they've had myself join as the business development manager for golf, just driving golf business and bringing events such as the Europro Tour to Tullfaris. But they've also um, hired uh, one of the Northern Ireland's finest in Simon Thornton as our tournament professional to, to help on the marketing side and, and to help Simon's playing career and yeah, stuff like that. So it's, it's all positive. Um, it's all good. The course itself sets up well as a championship golf course. It hosted the AIB Seniors Open in 2000, I think, okay, somewhere yeah. around that. Um, so it's, it's well capable of holding a horse in a championship venue. It measures just short of 7,200 yards off the, the back sticks. Um, it's set over three peninsulas around Blessington Lakes, which is about 30 minutes from Tala, 45 minutes from Dublin City okay. um, in Wicklow. Um, and it'll prove to be a, a good test um, for the pro golfers coming over from the UK and, and, and around Ireland, you know. Pat, I've never been down to Tullfaris. I'm just looking at photographs of it uh, currently on online here. Boy, that's a stunning-looking golf course. It is stunning. That, that's that's a good word for it. We had um, uh, Daniel Godding, the, the CEO of Europro Tour, uh, came over to visit us um, just there before Christmas um, to just get a look at the site. Um, I have... Uh, I ran a European tour, a Europro tour event um, last year, and I, I met Dan. And, and Dan said to me, he just like, when I wanted the Europro tour to come to Tullfaris, he, he said, "You think the course will be good enough, you know?" And I just said, "It will be." And he, <laughs> he, and, and he, he looked at the pictures like that, and he came over and he he was just dumbfounded with the, the views and the, the the scenery, and he just said that the, the Sky Sports cameras will absolutely love. Well, that's it. a, it's, it's very it's very yeah, very picturesque. Uh, the only the only problem is water there's too, too much of it <laughs> <laughs> if you could fill it, some of that in it'd be great <laughs> yeah and, and to be fair it, it, it's um where there's water on 11 of the holes it doesn't really come in directly to play on on a whole lot of uh-huh. unless you're you're, uh-huh. you're unless you're as good a golfer as me when you'd be very yeah. <laughs> that's what i was about to <laughs> say now pat come on now it doesn't really come into play now hold on hold on we all know that for most hackers it just it just attracts golf balls it does, it does. It's like a magnet. Uh-huh. It's like a magnet. So, but it is. Look, and and to be fair, it's it's as I said, it's it's seven, just under seven two off the back sticks, which is which is it's a really good top championship golf course. But the course is it, it's a resort course. So yes, we're going to have a Europe Europro Tour event there in August, yeah. and we're going to have the PGA Challenge Tour in the Irish regions there in in early July. Brilliant. Um, so it sets up for those type of events to give the pros a good challenge. But what we have to remember is that it's a resort course. Yeah. We do an awful lot of business with societies, green fees, mm-hmm. uh, residential packages. We, uh, so what we do is we have to be able to set the course up for the, the regular golfer like you and I that will come down and, and enjoy around the golf down there. That, and it won't take five or six hours. It's a good four, four and a half hour track. And it can be shortened up to just about six two or six three, oh, and yeah. it's still a test off off those off those tees, you know. Thank I would you. say I would say on a nice day that would be one of the best rounds of golf in Ireland. Just looking at it, oh, it's, 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 it's kind of reminds me a bit of Locker and a bit of Conquer yeah. Wood. Yeah, it looks a wee bit flatter than both of those, so that would yeah. be a nice yeah. day out. Yeah, well, it is. It's, it's it's a lovely walk through, and 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 the beauty about the course and the course layout yeah. is it, it 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 comes back to the resort every three or four holes. So. You can get another burger, another beer. Seven <laughs> passes the clubhouse, nine passes the clubhouse, oh. 12, 15. So, plenty of opportunities to stop in for a quarter. Exactly, that's what I was just saying, yes. Yeah, every oh, time a brilliant. beer and a burger, we'd be laughing. Now you have it, yeah. But what, I suppose what you're hoping for, Pat, is that this event helps raise the profile of the place and then maybe on to bigger and better things? No, you have it. Um, we, what we've done is we, we've, uh, we've signed uh, up to a three-year deal with, with Europro Tour. So, it's not a one-hit wonder. It's a long-term plan. So we have the, the Irish Masters and the Europro Tour 2018, 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's done and dusted and that's locked in. And you've hit the nail on the head, Paul. It's about building the profile of Tullfaris. Yeah. Tullfaris has been in receivership. It, it has, um, it, 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 it's, it's missing a bit of TLC over the last two, three, four years. And what we have to do is we've got to get that back. Um, as I said, there's significant investment plans. We've closed down a number of bunkers. We have a full sanding program going in to, to, to dry out the course a little bit. Um, and, and work's done on, on a new clubhouse, new changing area for ladies right. and gents, a new spa area and the hotel and stuff like that. So it all adds to the experience for the visitor coming. And what we need to do is we need to get people down to play the course. Yeah. 
don't enjoy the Tull Forest experience and then to come back again and again. That's right. what we're trying to achieve. Excellent. Well, Pat, listen, I really appreciate the time. Take time to come talk to us. Uh, did I say that? Uh, almost. Pat, <laughs> thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us this evening. We'll wish you all the very best. But And you never know, I might get Morris to get into his car and drive that far south one of these days. <laughs> James, you're more than welcome to come down anytime. I'd love to have you down there. Cheers, no, Pat, Pat. All Pat, the best. Look after yourself. Thanks for having me on. All the best. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. 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 Morris J's 5 Before 50 Challenge, kindly supported by TaylorMade. For information on the very latest equipment, visit taylormadegolf.co.uk. By the way, Morris, yes. happy birthday. Thank you. You've passed the big 5 Which is why we're playing the 5 Before 50. Because now you're 50 and a wee bit. Now I'm 50 and a tiny wee bit, and the 5 Before 50 Challenge has come to an end, and it was a resounding failure last when, when was my birthday last Tuesday before last yes. we went up uh, myself and Phil went up and on, up, the, up the driving range and we drowned our sorrows with a bottle of very fine uh, Chateau Neuf de Bap <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he commiserated with me and I commiserated with him and having put up with me for 14 months <laughs> and um, and then we started the new challenge oh. five during 50 it never stops so uh, yeah so it's, it's now five during 50 very good it was probably a bit of a stretch you know a bit of a stretch thinking that uh, you, you know, could do it category one could be achieved in 14 months yes bit of a stretch um, did drop six shots in a year which wasn't bad uh-huh. another six this year will be nice yeah if, you know if I can do that again I'll be down to I would well was lowest was 12.4 so I'll be down to um, 6.4 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take that you take that I'll take six yeah You've five, been hard at now. You've been hard at work since the start of the new year. I've been hard at work all winter. Um, yes, and things are starting to move okay. We're starting to get there. You know. Um, uh, so Phil's been working hard with me on a few things, yeah. and you know, I've been practicing hard and getting a very sore back. And yeah, there's a visit to the physio coming anytime okay. soon. But you also have gone a wee bit high tech this this week. Yes. Well, uh, I went to see uh, Michael McGivern. Uh-huh, up, uh, at up at Beaver, yeah. um, because I was I, I was actually asking on the NI podcast Twitter yeah. page, does anybody know of a three D golf swing analysis place yeah. that you can actually rent commercially? Yeah, because right? okay. yeah. obviously there's one in Jordanstown. Yes, that's, 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 that's state of the students art. and yeah. stuff. Research and research and all that. So you can't really do it commercially. Yeah. So uh, and back came a lady saying, uh, "Mr. McGivern, yeah. is is your man?" I went, "Great, it's only up the road." <laughs> yeah. So, booked in with Michael, went down to see him, and uh, I, I kind of wanted, I wanted to sort of do photographs and, and put up pictures of the, the report and the swing thing and all the, and the robots and all that kind of stuff, but I got too carried away with the whole thing, so I didn't get a chance to take any photographs or do any video or do any audio or uh, just doing the thing, right? So, basically, it was, uh, it's one of these 3D swing analysis things, so you, you get covered in sensors, there's like 18 sensors go on you, right? Uh-huh. And they basically go everywhere, virtu- yes. virtually. Okay. <coughs> and then away you go, you hit a few balls, and up comes the data on the screen. Now, the data... Do you get, sorry, do you get like the wee 3... Do you know you see the wee 3D people? Oh, yes, there's a wee 3D man. Wee, wee stick man. Yes, stick man. Wee stick oh. man. Well, oh, brilliant. Wee, that's what I wanted. I wanted to sort of yeah. put the photo... Here's me as stick man. Okay. And do you know what the brilliant thing about this is? All the stick men are slim. <laughs> It takes about four stone off you. <laughs> it's great. There's no, there's no belly or anything. You look like an athlete. No matter how bad the swing is, you still look like an athlete. And then you see the swing. Yeah. So um, so basically, yeah, there's 18 sensors. There's like one on each hand, one on each wrist, one on each uh, forearm, yeah. four across your shoulders, oh. two across your hips, two on your thighs, two on your ankles, two on your feet, and one on the club. Basically, it's your your all code, and then you, and then whenever you get them all set up, you wave at the screen, and then you see yourself waving back as your stick man. It's brilliant, yeah. And away you go, right? So it generates it generates data. It generates like more data than you know you yeah. could yeah, just ridiculous, Swing a basically, yeah. ridiculous amounts of data that you know is like what? Yeah. And the way I can describe it is down the right hand side of the of the screen, um, there's like sets of numbers, right? And the numbers that are in blue on the side of the screen are tour pro averages. Okay. Right? And ranges. So it'll be like 13 degrees to 24 degrees, for example, certain parts of their body are ro- ro- rotating or whatever, right? Yeah, okay. So these are the tour averages. And then the next column is, is, you. is you. Oh, no. And if there's an issue with yeah. the stat, or if it falls outside the range of the pro, 
yeah. it lights up in red. Okay. And there are 75 parameters. Okay. And I had about 73 red lights. <laughs> I was just thinking that. But, Morris, surely everybody, surely nobody goes up there. 73 red lights. What's going on? Surely nobody goes up there and gets into all those parameters. <coughs> well, I'm sure there's some. Flip but uh, so so you know there's so much there's so much stuff and that and what that does then that's up to Michael and the and a pro yeah. to yeah. interpret what's going on yeah. you know they they can see already from your swing what's yeah. going on yeah. and if you if you know anything about your own swing you'll be able to tell them what's going on exactly. but then it gets corroborated with the three D data uh-huh. and you can absolutely go yep you were saying there's a problem with your hip rotation uh-huh. there you go there's your hip rotation exactly and there's a problem with your hands in front of the ball yes your hands aren't in front of the ball and it's all there in black and white you yeah. know you can see a lot of it in video as well yeah but when you have I I just think that when you have the stats it's yeah. just like a, a rubber stamp and told you yeah do you know what yeah. I mean yeah um, there's no grey areas so so that, I basically did it for the crack yeah. I just did it to have something to talk about in the podcast yeah um, to write up on the blog yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to go back up again, take it one wee stage further, and then you know that's just yeah. the, just for a bit of crack. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was interesting. Um, the and some of the scare, the, you know, the things that I kind of knew I was doing wrong, I was doing wrong. Funny enough. Yeah. So all seventy three of them. And, <coughs> and anybody can hire this. Go up to yeah. Michael and hire this. Yeah, is yeah. part of his swing room, isn't it? It's part of his swing it's room. It's a lovely facility. Yeah, he's got yeah. Up there. He's got the gear, and anybody can go up and do it. You book yeah. in the way you go. Uh, the the scariest number probably um was well there's a, there's this thing called your what's it called now kinematic sequence yes that sounds good yeah that right sounds, that sounds there's this good. thing called your kinematic sequence yeah, yeah and this is basically how your body works or rotates okay through your golf swing okay right yes I so so basically and, and it shows you where the impact happens there's a big line appears where the impact happens okay. and then how your body is meant to sort of wind up to that impact. Okay. Right? So the first thing it's meant to go... Take the back away from you. But, uh, but on your downswing. Yeah. Right, so the first thing it's meant to go is your hips. Hip. Right, so, yeah. you're, so you're basically there's a, there's a wee shift of weight. Yeah. Shift, yeah, you're yeah. The ankle maybe a wee bit and then your hips go. Yeah. So the first thing, so you can see, so the red line is your hips. Okay. Then it's kind of your, your midriff and your chest. Yeah. Then it's the arms and then it's the club. Finally the club. That kind of thing, right? Yeah. So they're all meant to be like wee curves and they're all meant to be sort of one after the other. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the hips go, yeah, the shoulders yeah. go, the, you know, the yeah. turn comes. Everything in sequence. And then there's a, so there's a wee rise for your hips, there's a wee rise for your thing. All mine were in the same place. <laughs> you just exploded all in. I just, you just exploded, exploded all the ball. Everything goes at the same time. Boom! <laughs> How you time anything's a miracle. <laughs> So that's that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Right? That's the your kinematic sequence. That was quite interesting. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so that was one of them. So then the next thing that was pretty revealing was chest. Right? Okay. So the average I can't I really can't remember the numbers. Okay. Right. But the average tour pro at impact is somewhere no, I can't remember, I think it's somewhere between thirteen degrees and eighteen degrees open. Okay. Right. I, I, as you so know. if you imagine, if you imagine zero degrees is your chest square. Yeah. Okay. Right to the to the the target line. Yeah. As as they are impacting, yeah, their chest is open by thirteen to eighteen degrees. Almost face. So face right, if you're it. if you're right hander, it's round to the left, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think. No, I can't remember. Yeah. However, <laughs> the disturbing fact is you're going the opposite direction. <laughs> yes. What the way? I'm not going the I'm not going the opposite direction, but. Well, I am going the opposite direction. In a way, I'm seven degrees closed at impact. So your your chest is actually facing. My chest. Your back is nearly facing the. No, it's I'm ba- basically I'm um, I'm here. Yeah. Closed. Yeah. This, and this the, arm, the arms are ahead. This works well on a podcast. I know, but I'm trying to. Yeah. <laughs> you starting off short, me. <laughs> so basically, if you imagine, then my yeah. chest is turned seven degrees to the yeah, yeah. backwards away from the target, yeah, yeah. and my arms are at impact. So, so I'm kind of there, yeah, right, and then turning through. Oh my god! Right? So it's it's a it's Just looking you haven't dislocated something. Exactly. That's why I did do my back end properly, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's meanwhile my hips are they're already turned. <laughs> so actually, I actually have turned my hips a bit. Yeah, but my chest Just was closed at impact. And it's like, well, and, and this is the thing that Phil has been telling me for a year and a yeah. half. Turn your shoulders. <laughs> turn your no. Now turn your shoulders. I just did, but turn them more. Yeah. Right, all that stuff. Yeah. So, see, I'm getting hyper now, but yeah, oh, yeah. So it's just. <laughs> we love all this data stuff. Anyway, the bottom line is. I need to catch my breath. You talk. You found it quite useful. 
Michael is it's open to anybody who can who can uh, prepare to go up and and get themselves hooked up to the system and Michael is a top class pro and will come up with a system to help Leaf sort you out yes and I, I don't think you would do it very often I wonder is it only good players who go and do it clearly <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean you, you know is it only sort of top level players that go up and try that I must ask next time you're going up ask them what sort of people oh, he gets no, through but, but it can help everybody right yeah now it costs well, a bit more than your average yeah, lesson not, not right? just a lesson and, yeah. and it takes 20 minutes to set it all up and yeah, get you yeah. ready and then, you, and then you do a few swings and then so basically it's a very high tech teaching tool yeah because you know Michael will obviously look at all the stats yeah and he'll go okay you know there's probably two or three things here that we should really work on yeah. now you're not going to be able to do it all no it would take you 70 70 bits, bits of data but, yeah. but he would pick out two or three things and then you'd work on those okay. and then you'd maybe go away for a month or two yeah go back work up. on the drills and then come back in a couple of months maybe do another one of those sessions get, get and your go stick man up again get your stick man up and go oh yeah there's be improvement there that's very test, good you know I mean? interesting no it is interesting i'll tell you what else is interesting not a pro in this part of the world has it yep I see they're investing in their coaching up here. Mm-hmm. Definitely are. Yep. Good Andrew Morris Golf now offers 12 months interest-free credit on everything bought online and in store. New golf clubs or that electric trolley you've been dreaming of for as little as £30 per month. Drive the extra mile to drive away happy. Check out andrewmorrisgolf.com for full terms and conditions. Andrew Morris Golf on the web and at Laganview Golf Centre Lambeg. Right, and that's it for Golf Podcast episode number 41. 41 indeed. Uh, we are done and dusted. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, what's coming up then? Next week, I think, March, we're going to have our first competition of the year. Oh, yes, next time we're on. In yes. conjunction with Golf Now, it's great to see and support us again this yes, year. Yes, Golf Now very kindly offered us some prizes again this year, so we'll uh, do our first competition in the next episode. Uh, between now and then, the Honda Classic's on. Mm-hmm. I think Rory Stewart playing that one, isn't he? Uh, yep, the WGC in Mexico. I think he's talking about not playing in that. Uh, we can't do them all Zika <laughs> uh, And on the European tour The Qatar Masters And the Tushwani Open Yeah So it'll be uh, If you're still Doing your winter league You are a flipping saint Because I tell wild. you what I haven't hit a golf ball Since the first or second of January Do you see First second of January yeah. See this uh, This last couple of weeks Now it's been a bit oh, A bit of a pig not good. So fair play If you're doing your winter league uh, Enjoy your golf if you are And we'll be back again In two weeks Shall we go with our new Outro theme tune Go for it Okay Touch me. See woo. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. See woo. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass.